the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to our continuation of Series 19. This one looking at the players of the 2023 Asian Cup due to be played in January 2024. This episode is looking at the players of Malaysia. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and this is Series 19 on the players of the 2023 Asian Cup, played in 2024. This episode covers Malaysia's players. Uh, we're doing this media cast in two parts. Part one is a look at the candidates for the squad and their likelihood of making it. We think we went into too much detail in previous player media casts we've done, so we're aiming for a lighter, more kind of narrative version uh, this time. Part two will come out when the squad lists are released and the final squad is selected. Uh, we think that'll be in late December or early January. And uh, at that time, we'll go back over the list that we compiled today and see who made it and who didn't. And we'll also cover a couple of other things. Uh, I'll talk about that more at the end of the media cast here. And uh, we have made a separate video on what we'll be covering over the next nine months. YouTube watchers can see the link to that on the screen. And it can also be found in the show notes for both watchers and listeners. In short, we're focused on the Asian and African Cups, uh, both of those taking place in early 2024. And we've also started coverage of World Cup 2026 qualifying. So this episode will have three sections. In section one, we uh, give and discuss some general information on the team. Section two is the main part where we look at the main candidates in each position. And section three, uh, we'll give any closing thoughts and then we'll preview part two in more detail. Before we begin, I've been trying to uh, replicate the colors of uh, Malaysia. That's yellow and black. I really wanted the yellow on top, but I don't have anything suitable. So uh, I, I, I went for this uh, kind of kind of yellow uh, underneath the black. I was also thinking of holding up this bag for the duration of the podcast. Uh, right here, uh, and then uh, I would have the colors covered, but there is uh, some red in the bag, so uh, I don't think that's going to work. Anyway, yellow and black for Malaysia, uh, and I'll work on getting a Malaysian uh, team shirt so that I can do it properly. Let's begin with uh, part one or section one, and with some observation on the squad. And so uh, first observation is that they have some... Uh, uh, imports, um, really these are players who have been playing for teams in Malaysia and have become naturalized uh, citizens. Um, they brought in uh, quite a few recently. Um, several of them are South Americans uh, who have played in the league for enough years that they could obtain citizenship. So uh, we do see a bit of a turnover uh, of players uh, in 2023. Uh, the other one is that, uh, well, partly related um, because uh, these players are bringing some scoring power. Uh, so partly, but not solely because of these imports, they've been posting some pretty uh, impressive scoring stats. And we'll see that uh, as we go through the biographies of the 
of the players. Next, we look at some retirements. So um, basically, these are players, uh, veteran players, uh, with 60 caps or more that uh, have uh, left the team since 2019, even though Malaysia didn't play uh, in the 2019 Asian Cup. That's kind of our uh, our um, starting point with this. So uh, we just have two, actually. The first one is Adil Zefuan. So he uh, was ma with Malaysia since 2007. Uh, we assume he's off the team because he's 36 years old now, but there hasn't been actually any official uh, record uh, or any official retirement. Um, Adil Zafuan had 104 caps and three goals. He was a central defender uh, for Malaysia, and he uh, appeared in the 2007 Asian Cup. That was actually the last Asian Cup they were in. Uh, he was a young player at that time. He appeared only in game three there. Uh, he last appeared for uh, the national team in March 2022 so we're assuming given his age that he's uh, basically retired from the squad uh the only other one that we'll cover here is salik uh, sorry uh, sapik rahim uh he also was with the team since 2007 but he didn't play in the asian cup that year uh he has 87 caps and 21 goals he was an attacking midfielder uh, for the team and he last played for the national team uh, in June of 2022 so about uh, a year and a half off the squad uh, there he also is 36 years old so uh, we're kind of assuming he's retired we do have a couple of other players uh, also who uh, haven't played for the national team for a while and are getting up there in age in age but there is a possibility that they'll come back so we're going to talk about those uh, when we go through the players uh, position by position next we look at uh, club affiliation for the uh, malaysian players so uh, they actually have a fairly healthy league there and there doesn't seem to be a lot of urgency for players to play outside of the country in fact many of their imports have come from outside and uh, stayed long enough in the Malaysian League to earn citizenship. So let's take a look at their uh, main domestic clubs, or the uh, clubs at least that their players are coming from. And the first one is uh, Johor Darul Taksim, uh, uh, which I've seen uh, listed as Johor DT. Uh, that's by far the most popular uh, club that players are coming from. Salangor and uh, Sabah are uh, the two next uh, uh, most represented clubs. Uh, we look at players, sorry, uh, players playing outside of the country. There aren't many of them. And uh, within the region, uh, we have players playing in Indonesia and Thailand and uh, worldwide. Um, uh, we have uh, players uh, playing in Finland and England, and that's mostly because they uh, they have connections with those countries um, there. Uh, in terms of big names or big uh, club affiliations, uh, not really many. Uh, SJK in Finland is uh, one of the bigger clubs uh, represented, at least those outside of uh, of Malaysia. 
And uh, actually, Buriram United, uh, which one of the players, players play for in Thailand, uh, also uh, usually makes it to the um, AFC Champions League and sometimes even past the group stage there. So Buriram United. Now, we do have players uh, uh, who have been with uh, outside clubs before, especially some of those import players. So uh, we'll mention it when it is significant. Let's move on to look at their recent games. So over the course of the last uh, two years, that's the period we're looking at uh, here and when we look at uh, player participation, uh, they have played 25 games. We have good information for uh, all of those. So um, let's take a look at what those games are. So uh, it begins with friendlies in March of 2022, uh, two friendlies against Philippines and Singapore there. In May of that year, they played Brunei, and in Hong Kong, uh, in June, uh, uh, they played Hong Kong. Uh, we're not really interested in the results here. We're actually more interested in the formations, which we will uh, talk about after. Uh, the Asian Cup 2023 qualifying then was in June, uh, after that friendly with Hong Kong, June 2023, and it was three games uh, against uh, Turkmenistan, Bahrain, and Bangladesh. Uh, following that, they had friendlies in September 2022. That was actually a friendly tournament. It was the King's Cup in Thailand, but they kind of count as friendlies. And uh, that was two games against Thailand and Tajikistan. Uh, next come the kind of fall friendlies in 2022, but oddly, uh, they didn't play any games in October and November 2022, uh, when most teams were playing. Uh, but in December 2022, they played two games. That was against Cambodia and uh, Maldives. Um, later in December 2022, they started playing the AFF Cup. The first A in AFF stands for ASEAN. So uh, basically, it's an association of Southeast Asian uh, nations. And uh, the group stage of that cup uh, has uh, uh, five teams in it. So they play four games. And in the following stages, uh, they play home and away. So it's a bit of an unusual setup there. Uh, Malaysia had three games then, uh, three of the group stage games in December. Uh, of 2022, that was Myanmar, Laos, and Vietnam. And that tournament continued into January 2023. They played the last of the group stage games against Singapore, and they passed the group, and so went to the quarterfinals where they played Thailand home and away. So two games against Thailand there. Next, uh, it's all friendlies. Uh, uh, from March 2023, they played two games. Uh, Turkmenistan and Hong Kong. In June, it was two games. Interesting teams here, uh, Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea. Uh, September 2023, uh, Syria and China. And then their most recent games in October 2023, India and Tajikistan. Uh, so we're doing this at the beginning of November. and We'll look at their upcoming games in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, here, but first we're going to talk about the formations or the patterns uh, that we see over these games. So, uh, quite consistently, actually, Malaysia puts out a 4-3-3 formation, but they do vary that formation uh, most commonly with a 4-1-2, 
2-1. So basically they divide the midfield into a defensive, uh, one defensive midfielder and two more attacking midfielders. And then usually they divide the forwards into kind of two outside uh, uh, kind of wingers, kind of attacking midfielders, but definitely not left and right forwards uh, because they just have the one center forward. So I would say as we're going through this, uh, through the players to imagine that as the most common formation, that is a uh, modified 4-3-3, a 4-1-2-2-1 formation. However, uh, they did use other formations. Uh, they started really experimenting uh, in December 2022 where they used a 3-4-3 twice. That was the only time they used uh, three at the back. And they used a 4-2-3-1 actually quite regularly. And even once they used a 5-4-1. So I suppose that's three at the back too, but it's five at the back. <laughs> that 4-2-3-1 actually came to be used as often as the 4-1-2-2-1 uh, that I described. However, uh, in the last two games, they introduced a new formation, a 4-4-2. So uh, specifically, that was a 4-2-2-2 formation. So in summary, and it's almost always four at the back, the midfield is almost always divided into two lines. And the front line is sometimes divided uh, into two lines, basically uh, a two and a one up front. So let me... uh, uh, say usual formations, the four one one, the four one two two one, uh, but also sometimes the four two three one, and then recently uh, those two formations uh, continued, and in the last two games though a four four two uh, formation. All right. Well, uh, upcoming games they start their World Cup qualifying campaign. Uh, in November. Actually, the region started in October with a preliminary round of games. And uh, we covered those games in podcasts. It was a good opportunity to look at some of the weaker teams uh, in the region. And uh, Malaysia received a bye in that round. Uh, So their campaign here begins uh, in November. And specifically, it begins on November 15th with a home game against Kyrgyzstan. And then a an, uh, an away game uh, against Chinese Taipei or Taiwan, um, and uh, Chinese Taipei actually was in the preliminary round. They beat East Timor to uh, reach this round. So those, uh, uh, well, Kyrgyzstan is a fairly evenly matched team. I would say Chinese Taipei may give them uh, a bit of opportunity to experiment a little bit more, but. Uh, it is an away game, so uh, uh, we expect that they'll be using their best players. Uh, as far as their uh, upcoming games go, they don't have any scheduled friendlies, uh, pre-tournament friendlies, and uh, but we do expect that they will uh, organize one or two friendlies, and perhaps we'll talk about that uh, because we're considering an update podcast. Uh, we've done the... Uh, uh, podcast for the uh, groups and teams here, but we may uh, do a little update on that if there's enough uh, new information to add. 
Anyway, that is the section one here, and so we move on to section two, where we look at the candidates and judge their likeliness of making the squad. And uh, we'll begin by looking at the manager. We're just going to deal with the uh, recent or the current manager. That's uh, Kim Pang Gon. Kim Pang Gon is a South Korean manager. Um, and he has been managing the national team since 2022. Uh, prior to that, he was seven years manager of the uh, Hong Kong national team, and that was his second stint uh, with the Hong Kong national team. So he's been involved with them uh, quite a bit. Uh, uh, prior to him, uh, we did have a Malaysian manager, uh, Tan Cheng Ho, and uh, he was manager from 2018 to 2022, but we won't go into uh, any detail on him. So, Kim uh, Pang Gon uh, guiding them through this cup here. And uh, let's take a look at goalkeepers. So the way we're gonna do this is to uh, uh, post the names of the keeper uh, and then uh, go through and give more information about uh, the individuals in a bit of a biography. And then we'll finish with a summary or a narrative on uh, what's going on in that position. So let's uh, look at the goalkeepers here. We have uh, Sheehan Hamzi as a definite candidate here, uh, Hamzi. Uh, Azri Ghani uh, as the first of uh, three possible candidates. The other two are Kalmula Al-Hafiz and uh, Sikh Ishan. Uh, sometimes called Sikh Ishan Nazrel. Uh, we also have a uh, player, a couple of players who are uh, possible but unlikely, so we'll just uh, talk a little bit about them and see whether we'll put them uh, on the list here. So uh, uh, Razhadiazli uh, Rahalim, whoa, that's a tough one to say, uh, Rahad. Yasli, I'm not even going to try again. Uh, he uh, just has one cap for the national team. He's two years old. And he appeared on the bench in uh, September 22. Actually did start one of the games and was on the bench for eight others, but has not uh, been selected for the last eight matches. So um, we're not going to put him on the, uh, the list because uh, uh, we don't think he's likely enough. Uh, the other one, uh, Damian Lim, his only appearance was on the bench in March 2023. So we thought uh, he came in and was quickly gone. He doesn't seem uh, worth putting on the list. But we will put on a player who's seemingly off the squad, and that is uh, Farizel Marlias. Uh, Farizel Marlias was with the team since 2009 and has 59 caps. He's uh, 37 years old, though, and he last appeared on the bench uh, for the national team in June 2022. We'll see he did play uh, a couple of games at the beginning of June, and we're putting him on the list because he features uh, in the narrative. So let's go back and uh, look at the main candidates in, May in uh, a bit more detail here. So we begin with Sheehan Hamdi. And uh, Hamzi actually got uh, a cap in an unofficial game in 2013, but uh, we almost won't count that one and say that he first appeared on the bench in May 2022. And uh, including that, 
uh, started 16 of their 23 games uh, to October 2023 and was on the bench for six and not selected for just one. So uh, really made quick inroads into the team, becoming the starter uh, almost immediately. And uh, um, he is our definite candidate. We don't have any likely ones, uh, but we have three possible ones. Uh, the first is Azri Gana, and he uh, does not have any caps for the national team. Uh, he got his first appearance on the bench in December 2022 and uh, was on the bench for seven games and not selected for nine others. Next is Kamula Al-Hafiz. And Al-Hafiz started one of their 25 games over the past two years. He was on the bench for 15 and not selected for nine, and that includes the last two matches. Uh, there and finally we have uh, Sikh Ishan or Sikh Ishan Nasrel. Uh, he also um, has one cap, so he got his first appearance on the bench in March 2023. Uh, he got one uh, start in his remaining seven games, was on the bench for uh, two, and not selected for four others. Uh, he was with the under 23 team for two of those. So uh, almost. Um, we feel they have a fairly equal uh, opportunity. Uh, Gani has not started a game, but he was on the bench for the last six games, uh, while uh, Al-Hafaz and Isham uh, both got a start but didn't appear in recent games. Um, uh, so that uh, is it, and we will see. Uh, maybe in November we'll shed some light on that so let's summarize the position with a little uh, narrative here so the uh uh farizal marias uh, marlias uh, was the starting keeper until june 2022 now he is off the team and from then it's basically been hamzy all the way uh, replaced uh, for the odd game uh, by uh, one of the players below but only for one game. So no one has replaced him consistently enough to suggest a backup keeper uh, among these players. So it may be, uh, we think uh, any two of those three or possibly even uh, four, um, uh, if they bring in a new player. So uh, that is the situation there. We suspect they'll bring, or, or teams usually bring three goalkeepers to the cup. Okay, let's move on to uh, defenders, and we begin with central defenders. So we have definite candidate in Dion Cools, uh, a likely candidate, two likely candidates actually. One is Daniel, uh, sorry, Dominic Tam, and the other is Daniel Ting. Uh, we have three possible candidates, Sharul Saad, uh, Sharul uh, Nazim and Junior Elstal. Uh, Junior Elstal. And we also have uh, a couple of uh, players who seem to be off the squad, uh, but they do feature in the narrative, so we'll put them on here. Uh, first one is Kuzemi Pie, and the other is Feroz uh, Baharudin, but we're going to uh, not post his name. Oh no, he was selected, or he was called up uh, recently enough that we'll put him on here. Uh, we also have a player, a veteran, 
who is off the squad, uh, the retired player we introduced at the beginning, Adil Zafuan, who last played in March 2022. So he seems well off the team. Now, let's look at these players. Uh, Dion Cools is the captain of the team, and he has been uh, with Malaysia just since 2021 with 20 caps and four goals in that time. Uh, he's the player who plays for Buriram United in Thailand. That's a recent move, but he's been with uh, uh, reasonably uh, solid teams in Europe, Jablonek in Czech Republic, Midtjylland in uh, Denmark, and uh, Club Bruges in Belgium. So that's a fairly good resume for Dion Kuhls. Uh, for the national team here, he has started 15 of their 25 games over the past two years. He was on the bench for one uh, and not selected for nine others. And those were um, uh, six of those games were the uh, ASEAN Cup games, uh, and two of the games were directly before that. So basically, he missed that one period around the ASEAN Cup, but otherwise is consistently called up. So uh, we don't think that really affects his likelihood that much. So we consider uh, Dion Cools a definite candidate. Next, we have Daniel Tam. Uh, Daniel, uh, sorry, I keep saying Daniel, it's Dominic Tam. Uh, Dominic Tan has been with the team since 2019 with 25 caps, and he started 11 of their 25 games over the past two years, subbed in for five and on the bench for five. So just four games that Dominic Tan was not selected for, uh, and so we consider him a likely candidate. Uh, Daniel Ting um, is also a likely candidate, but he has only three caps uh, since his first in 2023. He has a goal as well, uh, but he's 31 years old, so late in coming to the national team here. Uh, he got his first appearance on the bench in March 2023 and hasn't started any of their remaining eight games. But he was subbed in for two and on the bench for six others. So he's been called up for the last uh, eight games, although he uh, didn't get any starts uh, out of that. But uh, Daniel Ting, uh, we consider a likely candidate. Uh, the first of our three possible candidates is Sharul Saad. So uh, he's a longtime uh, player with Malaysia since 2015. He has 53 caps and five goals. And he started nine of their 25 games over the past two years on the bench for three, but not selected for 14 others, including the last three matches. So he's kind of in and out for long periods uh, there, but uh, a bit concerning that he wasn't selected for the last three games. And so we give his chances uh, of reaching the Asian Cup squad as a possible candidate. Next is Sharul Nazim. Uh, he uh, got his first appearance on the bench in September 2022, so he's fairly new to the team. He started eight of the remaining 18 games, and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for four. So uh, just four matches that he wasn't selected for. Uh, so uh, the reason we have him as possible rather than likely was that he was used a lot in 2022, but not so much in 2023. So that's Sharul Nazim. Uh, the third possible candidate, Junior Elstad. And uh, Elstad is uh, the one who plays in Indonesia with uh, Dawa United. 
Dewa United, I should say, and he started three of their 25 games over the past two years, subbed in for five and on the bench for five. He was also injured for two. And in the middle of the uh, period, uh, he was not selected for 12 others, but he was selected uh, toward the beginning and most significantly towards the end here. So missed uh, 12 games in a row there, but called up regularly uh, before and after. And we will take a quick look at the possible but unlikely candidates. The first one is uh, Kuzema P.A., and uh, he returned to the national team after a six-and-a-half-year absence in in uh, March 2022 and started seven of the games, uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for eight. Uh, but then he was not selected uh, for eight matches, including the last six. So we've seen that pattern in other teams of players who are pretty regular um, pretty regular candidates, but they're not called up uh, in recent times. So we're not sure uh, what their likelihood truly is. Perhaps he'll be called back in, uh, but he has missed the last six games. So we put him as portable but unlikely. Uh, also missing the last six games is Feroz uh, Baharudin, but um, uh, he wasn't a... a uh, uh, he wasn't a, a regular starter or a regular candidate like uh, like Pai uh, uh, was. So, um, yes, okay, so let's finish the central defense with uh, a narrative. They usually bring about five, uh, five or six central defenders. There was quite a bit of rotation at the beginning of 2022. Uh, Pai and Elstad uh, did see some starts there. But in short, Kools and Saad uh, emerged as the main pairing. Uh, Pai came back into the picture in late 2022, uh, but that was probably because Kools went into that period where he was off the team around the uh, uh, AFF Cup there. And in fact, uh, during the Cup, it, it emerged that Tam and Nazim uh, were basically the starting pair during the uh, AFF Cup games. But Cools came back, and it became Cools and Tan from the March friendlies onwards. Uh, there was a bit of rotation with Sad coming in, but in the last three games, it was back to uh, Dion Cools and Dominic Tan. So we think they're the kind of starting pair uh, going forward in central defense there. Again, it's always uh, almost always four at the back there, so two central defenders. Uh, let's move on to talk about left back. So we have a, a definite candidate in Laver Corbin Ong. And we have uh, a couple of possible candidates. The first one is V. Uh, Ruven Theran. So uh, I checked into it. His first name uh, on a lot of websites is just the letter V. And uh, he is a possible candidate. V. Ruven Theran. And another possible candidate, Fazli Maslan. Uh, those are all the candidates we have. So let's take a closer look at these left backs. So Lever Corbin Ong. Uh, I feel an affinity too because he did play one game for Canada in 2017. So uh, that is nice. 
he also played for the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, in Canada, but he's really moved around. He was actually born in England. Uh, when he was one year old, he moved to right here in Edmonton, Canada, and then uh, later to Vancouver. So uh, played for Vancouver, but also for some decent clubs in Europe too, uh, including uh, FSE Frankfurt. That's not as big as Eintracht Frankfurt, but uh, uh, it is a team in Germany. And the Go Ahead Eagles in Netherlands before moving to Malaysia in uh, 2018 there. So since 2019 with Malaysia, he has 32 caps and four goals. And over the past two years, he started 17 of their 25 games. And uh, he was not selected for eight others. But like Dion Cools, that was the two matches before the ASEAN Cup. And then uh, all of the ASEAN Cup matches, the regional uh, cup there. So he didn't play in those games. Uh, so Laver, uh, or we'll just call him Corbin Ong from now on. Uh, next, we have uh, V. Ruven Theran. So Ruven Theran uh, got his first cap in May of 2022. He started seven of the remaining 23 games there, and he subbed in for two and was on the bench for four. However, he was not selected for 10 matches, and that includes the last eight. So absolutely, uh, uh, really kind of a possible but unlikely character or unlikely candidate missing the last eight games. Um, well, let's see uh, in a moment if we'll move him down to that. Uh, we'll look at the next candidate, Fazli Maslan, uh, who has been with the team since 2015, uh, with 20 caps in that time, not too many. In fact, he was off the team for more than four years until he returned in December 2022, and he started two of their remaining 16 games, uh, subbed in for five and on the bench for one. But wait, he also was not selected for the last eight matches. And uh, that is uh, 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 pretty interesting, um, leaving uh, basically just Corbin Ong or out of position players uh, there uh as the candidates uh i'm just kind of thinking though there's not really uh out of position players let's go to the summary uh and see what's going on with this position so basically always uh it's uh corbin ong and uh reuven theran and maslan both got a chance during the aff asian cup uh which as we saw corbin ong did not participate in uh, and between them, Ruven Thierang got the lion's share of the starts in that local cup. Uh, so he was looking like he would be the first backup for this position, but he has missed the last eight games. And so I suppose uh, they've been using an out-of-position player as a backup for Corbin Ong, but not needing one because... Uh, uh, Corbin Ong has been playing all of the games, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what's going on there. But honestly, I think I'm going to move both of these candidates down to possible but unlikely uh, since they've missed the last uh, eight games there. So I'll be anxious to see uh, who they're using as a backup. Okay, let's move on to the right backs. And uh, we have a definite candidate here, Matthew Davis. Matthew Davies, and we have three possible candidates, so maybe these will be a backup for the uh, for the position on the left back. 
uh, on the left. Uh, as I am Asmi, uh, Quentin Cheng, and uh, uh, Sihami Safari. Uh, Sihami Safari. Let's take a look at them uh, in a bit of a closer, uh, a bit closely, a bit more closely. <laughs> I'm having trouble with my uh, with my sentencing here. Uh, Matthew Davies uh, has been with the team since 2015 and has 48 caps and no goals. He was actually born in Australia and played for teams in Australia, Perth Glory Youth Club and senior team uh, before he moved to Malaysia in 2015. And uh, he started 14 of their 25 games over the past uh, two years. Uh, Davies and he was on the bench for two and not selected for 11 other matches um, but again uh, uh, at least half of those were the uh, ASEAN Cup game uh, uh, ASEAN Cup games which he also didn't participate in uh, so uh, I may be definite it's a bit too uh, uh, too hopeful but we'll see when we get to the uh, uh, the summary. Let's look at the possible candidates. As I've asked me, uh, he has got he got his first cap in September 2022 and started six of the remaining 18 games. Uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for five. He was suspended for two matches also, so uh, just four matches that he wasn't selected for uh, there. And uh, next is Quinton Chang. Quinton Chang. Uh, he got his first cap in 2021. He has seven caps now. He's just, uh, uh, sorry, it's uh, Asmi that's 22 years old. He's 24 years old. Uh, he was also born in Australia, like Matthew Davies. Over the past two years, he started four of their 25 games, and he was subbed in for three and on the bench for seven. Uh and not selected for 11 matches, but uh, four of those he was with the under-23 team. So um, there's that. Uh, the last candidate, Siami Safari, uh, had started one of their 25 games uh, uh, over the past two years. He subbed in for two and was on the bench for two and not selected for 20 matches, including the last two matches. Uh, in his case, most of those 20 matches he uh, he missed, uh, he came back after that absence and, and has been playing recently, uh, although not the last two matches. So we have him as a uh, possible candidate here. So those are the four candidates. Look, uh, Let's look uh, at a summary of the positions. So uh, as on the left side, uh, it's almost invariably Davies, uh, but he was away for the ASEAN Cup and actually the two games prior to that Cup. And Asri got his chance then. We saw that Asri started uh, six games, and that was during the AFF Cup. Uh, Chang also got a couple of games. That was partly due to Asri getting a red card uh, in the AFF Cup. Uh, Safari's uh, single start was early in the period, uh, but he is a consideration because he came back to the bench uh, recently. So it uh, looks like Davies is the uh, starter there. 
And uh, I think I made a mistake by saying that uh, Davies had missed 11 games, but in fact it was nine games. And, and uh, you know, like uh, uh, Corbin Ong and uh, Dion Cools, uh, that was uh, because he didn't participate in the ASEAN Cup. So we do consider Matthew Davies a definite candidate and the starter in the position. Okay, that brings us to the end of the defenders, and we're going to move on to uh, look at midfielders. And we'll start with uh, defensive midfielders. Uh, however, there are no players coded as defensive midfielders. On the other hand, they do use a formation uh, quite often, as we saw that 4-1-2-2-1 formation. And that formation has a defensive midfielders. So we're going to uh, uh, move the players who've been primarily playing that defensive midfield role and uh, talk about them here. So uh, the first one is uh, Brendan Gann. Uh, coded as a central midfielder, which he sometimes plays. Uh, but when they use the defensive formation, he's used uh, uh, most regularly. And uh, prior to him, actually, our possible candidate, Siamar Kuti or Siamar Kuti Abba, Abba uh, kind of played the role before uh, Brendan Gann uh, uh, had it. So let's take a look at these. Brendan Gann has actually been with the team for quite a while, since 2016. Uh, with 36 caps and one goal, he's actually 36 years old. And uh, uh, he was born in Australia and did play for teams in Australia until 2012, uh, uh, where he, he played for Sabah uh, in Malaysia. He did go back to Australia and then come back, but we won't go into detail on it. Uh, an interesting story, he was inflicted with cancer uh, from June 2021 to June 2022. So he was off the team for a year recovering from cancer. So he uh, returned from that struggle in uh, uh, June of 2022 and started 11 of their remaining 18 games subbed in for three and uh, on the bench for two, uh, only two matches that he wasn't selected for. So uh, a remarkable story there with Brendan Gann, uh, and we consider him a definite candidate for the Cup as well. Uh, the possible candidate is Siamar Kati uh, Abba, and uh, Kati has been with the team since 2017 with 33 caps and one goal. And over the past uh, two years, he started eight of their 25 games, subbed in for two and on the bench for one, uh, and not selected for 14 matches, including the last four. So think of Kati as more active in early 2022, and basically Gann uh, taking over uh, his role. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself a bit because that's supposed to be in the summary. And we are going to do a separate summary for the defensive midfield, uh, even though we usually combine it with the central midfielders. So as I said, although there are no players coded as defensive midfielders, uh, they, uh, they do use that one-two midfield line uh, quite often. And that tended to be Cutty in the early period and Gann in the latter part. Uh, when they use two midfielders, as in a 4-2-1-3, for example, uh, which they used in most games of the uh, uh, AFF Cup, uh, it was Gann and Wilkins uh, in that role. 
Uh, but in general, Wilkins is a bit more of an attacking player, so we're going to talk about him uh, when we get to the uh, central midfielders. Uh, so there we have it. Uh, uh, Brendan Gann, we expect to be a starter at the Cup. Let's move on to uh, central midfielders, and I realised I... Uh, oh, no, central midfielders. So uh, our first candidate is who we just mentioned, Stuart Wilkin. And we have two uh, pos uh, two likely candidates here. First one is Nua Lane, and the other one is uh, Mukheri Ashmel. And then we have one possible candidate in Noor Azam Azi, or uh, often called Azam Azi, as a possible candidate. And uh, we do have one possible but unlikely candidate who we won't even mentioned because he seems uh, quite unlikely. So let's look at the candidates here. Stuart Wilkin, the definite candidate, has been with the team. Uh, well, he got his first cap in December 2022 and has started nine of the remaining 16 games, uh, subbed in for four and on the bench for three others. So uh, always called up. Uh, he's just 25 years old, so uh, they'll have him for a while. He's our definite candidate, uh, Wilkin. Nua Lane. Uh, Lane is the player who's uh, playing in Finland. And uh, I think I made a mistake by saying HJK uh, Helsinki. Uh, that was actually his youth club, but now he's playing for a much smaller club uh, in Finland. As far as the Malaysian team goes, he got his first cap in March 2023 and started three of their remaining eight games. Uh, he was subbed in for one, on the bench for one, and uh, not selected for three, but two of those were with the under-23 team. So we think he's a, a likely candidate here. Uh, born in Finland, if that wasn't clear, and 21 years old, that is uh, Nua Lane. Mukheri Ajmal uh, has been with the team since 2021, uh, just 12 caps there. He's only 22 years old. Uh, he started five of their 25 games over the past two years, subbed in for two and on the bench for seven, and not selected for 11 games there. But uh, six of those he was with the under-23 team. So uh, he's been used a little less recently, and I'll just say here he plays uh, equally as much as an attacking midfielder as he does a uh, central midfielder. Finally, our possible candidate, Noor Azam Azi. So uh, Azi has uh, started five of their 25 games, subbed in for three and on the bench for three. Uh, he was suspended for one and not selected for 13 matches. And uh, kind of like uh, Ashmal there, uh, playing a little less uh, in recent times. And that's partly because... Uh, uh, over the past year, Stuart Wilkin has come into uh, uh, into the picture more. So let's summarize this position. We we talked about Gann and Wilkins. Uh, they're the most common pairing when it is a pair. Uh, when it's a one-two midfield formation, we will see uh, Gann kind of at the back and Wilkin alongside attacking midfielder Eldrick, who we'll meet soon. Uh, Eldrick has been playing there recently and basically these players are replacing some of the older names we've mentioned like Kati and uh, Aziz 
who saw more starts at the beginning of the period. There's even a couple of players uh, at the beginning of this period that are now off the team that we didn't mention. Uh, Lane, Dua Lane has rotated in recently, and uh, the attacking midfielder Eldrick uh, has actually become more of a central midfielder uh, in, in recent times. Okay, that is the central midfield, and we're going to move on upfield. All right, well, you would think that they would have uh, left and right midfield players. Actually, not many teams do anymore. Uh, you would think they do with that 4-3-3 formation, but keep in mind it's more like a 4-1-2-2-1. So the uh, one defensive midfielder and the two uh, ahead of them are actually quite narrow. Uh, so it's not really uh, like a 4-3-3 formation where you would have kind of three midfielders uh, in a line. So uh, we don't have any candidates for either of those positions, so we move on to uh, left wingers. And uh, basically this kind of covers left wingers, left attacking midfielders, and um, again, 4-3-3 formation, you would think it's two, uh, a left forward and a right forward. It's really not. Uh, they're back a bit from the from the centre forward, so they're more like uh, left attacking midfielders. Anyway, we're looking at the uh, upper left quadrant of the field here, and we have a definite candidate in Faisal Halim, and a uh, likely candidate in Ak Akyar Rashid, and. Um, we have a couple of uh, portable but unlikely candidates. We're going to uh, not uh, really mention them because they're too far off the squad. In fact, we have four portable but unlikely candidates, uh, and we'll just mention uh, two of their names, Hakim Hassan and um, uh, Alif Hegel. Uh, neither of those have played for uh, the last eight matches. And... Um, yeah, so we'll just focus on the main candidates here and bring those players back in if they if they do make the final squad, which we consider unlikely. So Faisal Halim, a definite candidate, has been with the team since uh, 2019, and he has 29, uh, 29 caps and scores in half the games, 14 goals there. Uh, he started 19 of their 25 games uh, over the past two years, and he subbed in for four and was on the bench for two others. So he's always selected, almost always starts, and uh, scores quite often too, Faisal Halim. Uh, the likely candidate is Akyar Rashid. So he has been with the team since 2018 with 46 caps and 10 goals, and he started 10 of their 25 games over the past two years, subbed in for five and on the bench for three, uh, I'm not selected for eight others, but that included the six uh, AFF Cup matches, so he didn't take part uh, in that competition. I will say uh, of that competition, I think that you have to uh, name your squad and then stick with those players. So it's not like players can kind of come in and out and play uh, one or two. So uh, Rashid not selected for uh, that cup. Okay, let's look at the left winger position. As mentioned, it's usually a left wing or left attacking midfielder position and not often a left forward as the 4-3-3 would suggest. 
So really, it's uh, kind of two attacking midfielders with one uh, centre forward. So the position almost exclusively shared between these two players. Excuse me there. Between uh, these two players, Halim and Rashid. Uh, and we are going to see especially Halim in other positions as well. Let's move over to the right side. So uh, same there, it's usually left winger or left attacking midfielder. Here we have um, a definite candidate in uh, Safawi Rasid. So not to be uh, confused with uh, the player who we just met, Akyar Rashid. This is um, Safawi Rasid. Uh, we also have a likely candidate in Arif Ayman, sometimes called Arif Ayman Hamapi. And uh, on this side, we have a possible candidate here, uh, too, in Izuan Shami. Uh, Izuan Shami. So uh, we also have uh, Mamadou Sumare, who we'll make uh, mention of, uh, but he's been absent since December of 2022 um, there. So uh, a fairly big player for them, actually, uh, born in Gambia and 32 caps and seven goals. So. Um, and he's only 29 years old, so I wouldn't be shocked uh, to see him come back. In fact, maybe we'll put him on the uh, on the list as a portable but unlikely candidate there. But let's look at our main candidate, Safawi Rasid, has been with the team since 2016 and has 58 caps and 20 goals. So we mentioned their scoring power. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, you know, the players we're looking at now are the ones who have improved their offensive output. Safawi Rasid um, uh, was their top scorer in World Cup 2022 qualifying, actually scoring five of their 2022, five of their 22 goals. And over the past two years, he started 12 of their 25 games, uh, subbed in for nine and on the bench for two. So just two matches that he was not selected for. So we consider Rasid a uh, definite candidate. Uh, the likely candidate, Arif Ayman, uh, has been with the team since 2021 with 23 caps and six goals. He's just 21 years old. And he started nine of their 25 games over the past two years. He was subbed in for five, injured for two, and not selected for nine others. But again, six of those were the uh, uh, ASEAN Cup, the local cup. Uh, so he selected uh, quite regularly uh, Ayman. And finally, Iswan uh, Shami, uh, the possible candidate. Uh, he got his first cap in December 2022 and started two of their remaining 16 games from that point, subbed in for two and on the bench for seven, uh, but he was not selected for five games. So we consider Iswan Shami a, uh, a possible candidate. Let's go back and look at the uh, position. So once again, usually a right wing or right attacking midfielder. I won't go through the same explanation I gave for the left side. Uh, Ayman, Rasid, and... Uh, left winger Halim uh, share the role here. I would say Ayman slightly more. Uh, Rasid and Halim uh, both play in different positions too. Um, Rasid uh, 
Uh, sorry, yeah. So I see he plays in other positions, while Eamon is pretty much uh, solely a right winger. And uh, we did um, see Shami and Sumare uh, both appear once in 2022. Uh, so they seem to be kind of out of the picture uh, now. Okay, that's the right wing, and actually that's the midfield. We move on to forwards because we consider attacking midfielders uh, part of the forward line. So we will begin by naming the candidates. We have uh, Endrick, who is uh, a definite candidate, and Paolo Josui, a likely candidate, and uh, two possible candidates, one Esquiel Aguero, uh, I've seen him listed as Sergio Aguero, but maybe he goes by uh, Esquiel, so as not to be confused with the uh, Argentinian forward there. And we also have Lee Tuck as a possible candidate. Um, we're going to mention a couple of players uh, here. David Rowley uh, as a possible but unlikely candidate. Uh, we're not going to put him on the list here because he was not selected for the last eight games. And uh, we also have a player who seems to be off the squad. That was uh, the one we introduced at the beginning, uh, Safiq Rahim. So he's 36 years old, so we're kind of presuming that he's retired, uh, last played in June of 2022. And uh, we do have one other player who we won't mention, but we'll bring back if he is, uh, is uh, selected for the final squad. Let's take a closer look at these players now. Uh, Endrick has been with Malaysia since 2023, so he got his first cap in March of this year and started seven of the remaining eight games. Uh, the only one he missed was due to an injury. I think that was the second of the eight games there. So he's been consistently called up uh, since first joining the team. And he's a Brazilian-born player who uh, played for, I think he was with um, uh, the Juventus youth team no, I don't see that. Anyway, he moved from Brazil to Cyprus and Romania and then came to Malaysia in 2018. So I think you have to be there for five years to uh, earn citizenship, and he has been there for five years and got his citizenship and started playing in March. So Endrick, uh, an attacking midfielder, and as we saw, the, he, he uh, has been kind of slowly moving back into central defence Oh, sorry, central uh, midfield role uh, for the team. Uh, uh, Paolo Josui is the opposite. He's kind of been moving forward sometimes or recently playing as a center forward. So Paolo Josui, uh, also with Malaysia since 2023, uh, also got his first cap in March of this year and started five of their remaining eight games. Uh, subbed in for one, but was not selected for the last two matches. So uh, Paulo Josui, also Brazilian-born, and also earned a citizenship in 2023. Uh, he is 24, uh, sorry, 34 years old, and uh, he's been uh, with the same team, Kuala Lumpur City, uh, since 2017. And uh, he actually started uh, right at started uh, as a forward in, I think, three games uh, recently, but he hasn't been selected uh, for the last two games, Paolo Josui, so we have him as a likely candidate. Uh, let's move on to our possible candidate, Esquiel Aguero. 
Uh, he, like Sergio Aguero, is Argentinian-born, and he earned his citizenship in 2022. Um, he uh, also roved around a bit. He played for a youth club in Argentina, but then he played in Hungary and uh, has come to Malaysia since. And uh, he got his first cap in December 2022. Uh, he only started one of their uh, 16 games there. And in fact, he started as a, a forward, centre forward in his only game. But he was subbed in for eight and on the bench for three uh, with four matches that he wasn't selected for. So, um, uh, but he's a little less likely because he's been fielded only once in the last eight games. So they used him uh, kind of quite a bit at the beginning and then not so much e recently. So Esquiel Aguero, a uh, possible candidate uh, there. The other possible candidate is Lee Tuck. Uh, and he uh, got his first cap in December 2022, even though he's 30, 35 years old. Uh, he started three of the remaining 16 games, and he was subbed in for six, um, but not selected for seven others, including the last five matches. In fact, he was not selected for seven of the last eight matches. So uh, we still have him as a possible, Lee Tuck. Uh, he was born in England, uh, uh, by the way, and uh, just a uh, possible candidate for us. Here. So those are the candidates. Let's uh, talk about the position in a bit of a narrative. So basically the attacking midfield position uh, is sometimes that 1-2 formation in the 4-1-2-2-1. Uh, it'll be uh, one of those two guys uh, in the, uh, the uh, two-player part of the midfield that's further upfield, or they sometimes use a 4-2-3-1 formation, so then it really is kind of a central attacking midfielder. So prior to the arrival of these new players, Endic and Josui, it was very unsettled uh, with a lot of different players fi uh, filling it. So uh, Tuck, Rowley, uh, Rahim, who uh, is now off the team, and then even out of position players, the right winger Rasid, or the left winger Halim, or the central midfielder Ajmal. So a bit of a uh, a, a bit of a mix and match uh, for the position until Hendrik and Josui uh, arrived. Okay, let's move on to um, forwards. We actually do have one player coded as a secondary striker, but since he is always uh, uh used as a forward a center forward when he comes on we're adding him to the list of uh forwards so uh we have a definite candidate in darren Locke. uh the secondary striker is uh she uh ahmed shiafik ahmad uh coded as a secondary striker and a possible candidate here and then uh we have a possible but unlikely candidate in uh, Hakimi Rossley, but we're not going to put him on the list because he wasn't selected for the last eight games. I will also uh, just mention Guillaume de Paula, who uh, uh, was used actually quite a bit in 2021, but uh, has uh, 
not appear for the national team since June of 2022. And he's also 37 years old, so we're not really expecting to see a comeback there. So really, uh, not many forwards to choose from, but we are going to see that uh, out-of-position players do play in this position. We already saw that uh, Paolo Josui does uh, too. Let's take a look, though, at the players. Darren Locke has been with the team since 2016 uh, and only has 30 caps and six goals. And when we consider that he started 15 of their most recent games, he actually didn't get a lot of playing time uh, in his first several years with Malaysia. In fact, uh, he returned after a more than four-year absence in June 2023, uh, but then started 15 of their remaining 22 games as well as subbing in for three and on the bench for two. So only two matches that he wasn't selected for. Uh, Darren Locke was born in England. Uh, his actual name is Darren Locke Yi Deng. And uh, you'll sometimes see him listed that way. So yes, back from an absence and uh, uh, in, in uh, uh, quite firmly uh, as the starter here. Uh, the only other candidate really is Siafak Ahmed. Uh, so he's been with Malaysia since 2017. He has 39 caps and 10 goals, so uh, more than Locke. Uh, but recently not used as much. He started five of their 25 games over the past two years, subbed in for five and on the bench for one, and not selected for 14 matches, Ahmad. So... Uh, that includes the last six matches, so he may well be off the team. In fact, he's only been selected for two of the last 14 matches. So uh, uh, it looks like he's kind of drifting off the team there. So that's all we have. Uh, let's look at uh, a summary of the position because it's a surprise, a surprise that they have so few candidates here. So uh, basically, uh, although he's coded as a secondary striker, Ahmad played the sole uh, forward role, the sole centre forward, quite a bit in early 2022. Uh, but when Locke returned from his absence in June, he became firmly entrenched. I was gonna, uh, oh, I was gonna say uh, that he had a lock on the position, but it's just low-hanging fruit there, right? uh, a low-hanging pun. Anyway, uh, firmly established, though, is Darren Locke. And that continued, actually, until June of this year. But then things began to change over the last uh, six or eight games. Uh, attacking midfielder Josui got uh, a few starts. I think it was three starts. And he scored a lot, too. He got a hat-trick in there. And uh, Locke has returned more recently. Uh, he's been the starter for the last two games. But uh, right-winger Rasid has joined Locke in a two-man front line. So uh, if you recall, for the last two games, they've used a 4-4-2 formation. So there are two forwards, and the other one is right-winger uh, Rasid. So there we have it. Um, Darren Locke as a definite candidate. Uh, Siafak Ahmed, uh, uh, almost unlikely at this point. And... Uh, uh, right-winger Rasid becoming a uh, forward. All right, that brings us to the end. And uh, let's go to section three uh, for some closing thoughts. So we saw uh, several players with pretty impressive scoring records there. And uh, a lot of those are 
due to the imports, but not just the imports, even the players who've been there uh, for quite a while. And it's actually more the uh, uh, more the uh, wingers or attacking midfielders uh, getting most of the goals there. I'm looking forward to see how Malaysia does. Uh, and again, I'll repeat that they have brought in uh, some imports over the last uh, two years, even the last year, which may make them look like a different team. Uh, previewing part two then, uh, in late December or early January, we will take a look at the list that we've compiled here and point out any notable non-selections. Uh, those would be the likely or definite players that don't make the squad and also surprise inclusions. So uh, some of the possible but unlikely or players who seem to be off the squad and indeed some of the ones we didn't uh, really mention here because we didn't want to uh, make the podcast too complex here. Uh, anyway, any surprise inclusions we will, uh, we will let you know about. And uh, that may include any new players that uh, just come in for their first cap uh, possibly in November and uh, uh, we will let you know who they are and also in part two we'll do an update on injuries so we don't see any long-term injuries here uh, so far but uh, we will take a look at uh, short-term injuries when we get at least to November and uh, perhaps we'll do an update podcast on the teams uh, closer to the cut and we'll also mention injuries there. But uh, you can look forward to that in part two. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. like to thank Namur Abacham and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap.